Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of TOJ Live, your uh, first and forever edition. I'm your host, Stephen Russo. Uh, Zant and I will be back at some point later this week to uh, recap more of this ugly Bills loss and talk more about the upcoming uh, Black Friday game against the Dolphins. But coming out of Buffalo yesterday, um, a 32-6, to just absolutely ugly and an embarrassing loss. And, you know, this has kind of turned into my weekly vent session um, where, again, I'm not going to go through my uh, my overarching and, and 10 thoughts. I'm really just going to make it a first and forever and, and just kind of vent overall on the state of this team uh, was a devastating, but, you know, I guess expected loss yesterday. Um, it's really – I've – the, the people that listen to the show that follow me on Twitter, you know, I, I again, I believe in Salah, but the biggest concern here and, and things that I remain, something that I remain really objective about is everything on the line. There's no question about how big this game is. You have Buffalo who, you know, really was, was, was reeling a bit. They, you know, they fired their offensive coordinator. You got them on their heels. It feels like the majority of their defense is, is on IR or out, uh, or, you know, a couple of people get hurt during the game. And still, the Jets come out as flat as ever. They are done from the jump where they fumble a kickoff return. And they end up losing by 26. And there's really just – there was never any life or never any signs of life. I mean, you could point to a shred right before the half where they get something going. They finally get in the end zone, courtesy of Brees Hall. And they come out in the second half and they immediately give up a touchdown. And they, the game's just over from there because you know that a, a you know a 16 point lead, let alone any double digit lead, is just insurmountable right now for this offense. So it's it's concerning because this game has happened before in the Sala era. You, you point to last season where the Jets got a second chance at life following a, a miracle um Packers win at Miami. And the Jets go to Seattle and just lay a complete egg again. I give Salah a lot of credit for what he's done to keep the locker room from fracturing. I give Salah a lot of credit for how he's able to uh, continue to keep these guys motivated and, and handle the the blow that was the Aaron Rodgers loss. But he's for all the credit that he deserves, he, he deserves blame. This coaching staff deserves blame for for the way that this team has come out and performed. Um you know, it, it seems like a lifetime ago that this Jets team miraculously beat Philadelphia, who is, you know, arguably the best team in the league. And since then, they've had a bye week and they've come out. They somehow beat the Giants, only scoring 13 points. I mean, that was obviously a lucky win. They lose to the Chargers, only scoring six. They lose to the Raiders, only scoring 12. And now they lose to Buffalo in a game that they obviously had to have to keep their playoff hopes alive, to keep anything alive, to keep their dreams of Aaron Rodgers coming back alive for having something to play for. And they score six again at Buffalo, again, against a defense that is nothing to write home about. I mean, Buffalo is still a good team. You can't belittle that, but it just doesn't, it, 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 I can't wrap my head around it. And at this point in the season, there is very little, if anything, that gives me any sort of glimmer of hope 
or provides any light at the end of the tunnel for why I should even get myself pumped up to tune in to watch this team. And this is definitely, you know, 13 years of losing, um, talking. There, there's no question. There's, you know, in that was really one or two glimmers of hope. You talk about 2015, um, you know, that was a year that was obviously fun up until week 17. Last year was fun for 11, 12, 13 weeks um, until the bottom fell out. And and really, this is just kind of a continuation of the end of last year. And it's just sad at this point. There's no other way to put it. I, I really I look forward to football season every year. And it just really it, it it depresses you because it makes you feel like nothing that they do in the offseason will matter. Um, nothing matters until they can prove it in season. And even then they get you excited in September and October and then turn the page to November and December and the bottom falls out again. And it just feels like we've seen this movie so many times and it's it just starts to really get to you where it's depressing. And um I really don't know if there's anything to cling on to hope for uh, for the remaining seven games in the schedule. I know objectively it's not over, right? They're four and six. We've seen, you can point to teams in the past, you know, 2009 comes to mind. They were four and six. They ripped off, uh, uh, I think, what what did they win? They won, that would have been five of the last six um, to go nine and seven and sneak into the playoffs. 2002 is a year that comes to mind where they, clearly started two and five and, and ripped off some to end up winning the division to get nine and seven and, and make it into the playoffs. But I, there's no indication that this team is any way like either of those teams or any teams in the past that started off slow and were able to turn it around. And that's the sad part. And when you really think about it, and I give uh, a ton of credit here to, to Joe Caparoso, our fearless leader, but he tweeted out uh, in so many words last night that somehow this regime inherited an Adam Gase offense that was historically bad. And they provided that was with that was an insanely low bar to clear for the staff and this regime. And two and a half years later, we're probably worse off offensively now than we were back then with Adam Gase. And that's really kind of alarming. Now, there's things to obviously consider. They went out and they got Aaron Rodgers because they realized how uh, bad the the quarterback was in Zach Wilson, and they needed to get a veteran that um, could obviously make things happen on offense, and they did that. They went out and did that to their credit. But the gross malpractice that it was to have Zach Wilson, a guy they were putting on ice for a complete reset, to had to go read a book in the offseason to just completely get away from the game, uh, that was benched for Mike White, for Chris Strebler, for Joe Flacco, now for Tim Boyle. Um, to have him be one play away from starting meaningful games again for your franchise was a massive, massive mistake. And they're paying for it now because you really do have a championship caliber defense. And the offense is historically inept. I think that the stats that I'm seeing is it is the worst third down offense in the history of football. I think it's 10% worse than like any other offense in the league. And it's truly shocking. But when you watch it, it, you can absolutely see it. The offense is inept. They can't do anything right. I've said it before. It, it seems like teams just, uh, they do what they can um, against this Jets team. And they know that eventually they're going to stumble into points. And somehow the Jets can't stumble into anything. They, they really can't. They, they can't do anything to stay competitive. 
you know, they, uh, Sala made some personnel changes, some, you know, uh, changes uh, in general where he moved uh, Nate Hackett up to the booth, got Jeremy Ruckert more playing time, activated Izzy Abanacanda, and, you know, still none of it worked. And it's just uh, overall, it's just really frustrating. Um, at this point, again, the, the move to bench Zach Wilson, I think, is inevitable. I think you had to do it. Obviously, there's a lot of blame to go around the offensive line down four, down four or five starters from what they sent out on opening day. Clearly that's a problem. Uh, now we're, you know, that Mackay back to news, I think it's a, it's a high ankle sprain and we'll see how long that takes him to get back, but that's obviously a crushing blow. Nate Hackett uh, clearly. And in my eyes, Nate Hackett was always a necessary evil to get Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was right. I mean, he won two, he went back to back MVPs in that offense. So clearly he's a fan. And if you had Aaron Rodgers, you would probably be happy with this because Aaron Rodgers would do Aaron Rodgers things and the Jets offense would be pretty good, I'm assuming. Um, but at this point, without him, you know, when we were clinging to hope that maybe Hackett could do crazy things like he did back in 2017 with Blake Bortles. And clearly it's just a swing and a miss. I don't know if there's more changes to come from that standpoint. I don't know if they, you know, they keep Hackett as the OC. They switch up some play calling duties. They give it to Downing, just anything. But the offense just can't find a rhythm. Um, And then lastly, you know, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, I will not blame either of them for uh, anything. They are working their asses off, and they are the only semblance of an offense that this team has right now. And outside of them, it's it would be (laughs) – uh, much worse than what it is right now. So, um, you know, Garrett Wilson, the fumble, I think trying to do too much, clearly just trying to make a play. I think ball security is an issue for him and, and self-admittedly from, from his standpoint. He says that's something that he's got to get better at, and, and rightfully so. He does. He's a young player. He's trying to do everything he can. He's trying to make too much happen. He clearly uh, bears the weight of this burden on his shoulders, and I think he's um, instantly become a leader on this team, a leader on this offense, which you like to see, and he holds himself accountable, and he takes accountability in it, so he'll no, no doubt get better. I mean, Brees Hall is making plays all over the field, and and he's really the, you know, one half of the offense right now with, with Garrett Wilson being the other half, so I can't fault Brees Hall for anything either. You know, did he have a drop? Um, yeah, but listen, drops happen, and we're to the point we're watching this offense where we feel like a, a, a drop four yard screen pass to uh, to a running back in the first quarter is like a, an earth shattering moment. And like everything is going to collapse because he didn't catch that ball when 31 out of 32 teams, you know, wear that and move on and go get the first down the next play at this point though, again, just to reiterate, it's been um, it's difficult to see uh, it's difficult to watch. And it's it's really hard to identify any real reason for hope. Now, Sala made the move to bench Zach Wilson for Tim Boyle. I think it's probably three to four weeks too late. Um, but we'll see right now. I think it's a move that you had to make. Whether Zach Wilson shares the brunt of the blame for the offense's ineptitude or just a portion, you know, that's to be debated. I, I think his uh his blame is is certainly a fair share. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, the quarterback is going to be the fall guy and a- along with the coaches. But really, this guy quarterbacked an offense that scored 37 points in four weeks, and that's just not – it's not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. So maybe switching to, to Tim Boyle will do something. Maybe he can get the ball out quickly. Maybe he can 
uh, lessen the impact of the injuries to the offensive line. Maybe there's just something that he can be a little Mike White-esque and just get the ball out quick and move the ball methodically down the field. And maybe that's just enough because really, if you score yourself 17 to 20 points, you'll be able to win in this league. You'll be able to, or not in this league, I shouldn't say, you'll be able to win with this defense. And that's really all they're asking you to do. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers um, if he comes back. Uh, you know, the only hope and the, the glimmer of hope is that the Jets can somehow miraculously stay in it and keep themselves in the hunt so that uh, Aaron Rodgers' return is worth anything. Um, but at this point, that's all it is, is a glimmer of hope because there's nothing that uh, the, this Jets team, this Jets offense has done over the last four weeks that suggests that uh, they're going to give you anything other than what you've what we've just seen. And that's a really depressing thing to uh, admit, And but it's the truth. So that's my rant. Uh, my first in forever and uh, you know I apologize for being so negative but it's it's really hard watching this game uh, watching this team and I've <laughs> I've just about lost all hope but you guys can uh, obviously I always say you know when the Jets win if we ever see another win it's great to be able to celebrate and you want to listen for content um, because you love just talking about it and hearing more about it and and I'm definitely like that I, I do the same things um, and when they lose uh, especially when they lose this bad you want to listen more just to know that other people are out there feeling the way that you you do and you commiserate with us so uh as always thank you guys for tuning in thank you for subscribing uh zance and i'll be back at some point this week to recap a little more in depth of this um this ugly bills loss talk more about the upcoming black friday game uh, against the dolphins be sure that you are subscribing to badlands uh you're listening to obviously joe and connor to the other guys uh to buck the trend you're subscribed to the toj pod with will he continues to pump out content and just get, uh, get awesome guests. And then as always, just, uh, yeah, make sure you're a subscriber to our, uh, our YouTube channel. Um, and you know, weekly listener of TOJ live. So thanks again. And hopefully I, uh, I provided you a little bit to, uh, to grieve with. So thanks. And we will see you later this week.